thank you for you are a God that answers prayers. We thank you for you are the one who is the owner of our life, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Father, we say be exalted in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we go into the world today, we ask that you open our eyes, open our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. That your word will come out with power in the name of Jesus. Amen. It will come out with grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, everyone here will be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, yeah. So last week we started a very, very interesting, um, maybe I should change the mic. This is we started a very interesting, um, a very interesting topic, uh, supernatural anointing for financial intelligence. Uh, who can share a few things? Thank you. Who can share a few things we, we, that, that they went home with last week? We said quite a number of things. For those of us who were in church last week, can you just, as a form of reminder, uh, tell us what we did and the things we said? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. I basically learned that we are, like, pastors last week about financial intelligence. Thank you very much. Let's start for her. Let's start. You want to say something? Yes. Okay. Questions that lead to financial intelligence. Where am I going? Praise the Lord. Where am I going? That you should cut your coats according to your clothes. Don't spend any hours. Where am I? Then you should also count the costs of anything you are doing. The pastor says, is there a man that will not build the house, that will not face count the cost? Mm. Before you do anything, before you put your heart into something, you have to count the cost. Then you must be disciplined in everything you do. Then that's what leads to paying ourselves 10% paying social tithes and every other thing. Then you the determination of tithes. Sorry, I can't stand now. Self-tight is a systematic, consistent, prepared, and intelligent commitment in giving. I do committed and intelligence in giving. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Ah, it is well. Don't worry. Let me just. I think I can use my voice. Praise God. Thank you very much. Lovely, lovely thoughts. Um, we need to understand that there's a, there's a difference between anointing and there's a difference between knowledge. 
Knowledge itself can be an empowerment, can be an anointing. Because we said anointing, we describe, we define what anointing is. Anointing makes you big. We read one of that when we started with anointing makes you grow fat. And we made a, 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 an analogy that this baby, for instance, the wristwatch that will enter her wrist, if you want to force it to my wrist, what will happen to that wristwatch? It will hurt. So the same thing, anointing makes you bigger than the yoke. And one of the things that can make you big is knowledge. So if you don't know about financial intelligence, eh, you'll be under the yoke of, of, of debt. And I say that advisedly because in business, debt is good. In fact, one of my, one of my brother, brothers-in-law is a, is a banker. It was one that told me that if you, if, you, if you want to build a house, for instance, and I looked at it, if you want to build a house, they are selling cement at 3,000 naira today. You are saving small, small, small to be building the house. Next month, you, go, you build, you bought maybe 10 bags of cement today, you did a building. Next month, cement went to 4,000, you bought it again. Next month, you went to 5,000, you bought it again. But why can't you take a loan at the beginning? Tie down the cost of cement at that time. And then pay your youth, like, calculated your interest. You know what I'm trying to say? So, debt is good if it's calculated. Yeah, so, I'm not, all those is our parents that say, ah, God will not allow me to. <laughs> in fact, they're a businessman and you're not in debt. The, the greatest debtors in this country are, are the biggest businessmen. So, yes, debt is good if it's business, if it's a capital project. Uh, maybe some other time we'll talk about debt. Uh, and how we can intelligent, intelligently seek debt. Do you understand? You don't go into debt to fuel your generator, for instance, or to fuel your car. <laughs> you don't go into debt to, to buy a shoddy. That is now, you, you understand? But you can go into debt for a capital project, you can go into debt for a business. And you calculate it, not that you want to start a business. You don't know how the business looks like. Now went into debt to start it. Trust me, you will cry. It's not, I'm not a prophet of doom. Because life is full of ups and downs. I was speaking to someone, a friend over the week, and I was telling them that uh, life is full of ups and downs. I said, no, I, I don't want my life to be straight like that. So I said, okay, when we, when, when we plug machine to you, someone who is sick in the hospital, what is the sign of the person is still alive? Ups and downs, ups and downs. When, when, the, when the machine does like you are, Eh? It's when you are dead. Life, you win some, you lose some, you draw some. So once we have that, and we also talk about the, the principle of um, Abadistic's principle of relativity, that makes you be contented. That principle talked about the human eyes, the principle of the human eyes. They used to invent television. The television about the forefathers, you know, not this flat screen. You know, in those days, that is asked to you by the back. So it's that principle. So if it can work here, I can put that principle and make invent something. The same thing with us. If you understand this principle of relativity, if someone is eating with golden spoon in their house and you have a plastic spoon in your house, they have a spoon. You have a spoon. Once you can understand this basis of life, do you understand the point? I went to a military school and in our, in our school days, 
in those days, it was very people that could afford private secondary school because private secondary school were for the very, very big boys. So, but the military school I went to, some of the children of generals were in the classes. So, they will bring you to school with official car and not me. Me, I'll come to school inside Molue. You mean, I you may not understand what Molue is. <laughs> but, what is the common thing? You came to school, I came to school. Your driver, your daddy's driver came to drop you in school. Me, I'll run and enter bus. You go, you went to, we, like, we are fine, we are in class together. You read, you read, I pass, I pass. That's it. So when we understand things like this, it will make our lives easier to make competition. Running after things, you, you drop a number of things. God will help us in Jesus' name. So today, we'll be going forward and uh, talking about dominating financially. That is a topic under this supernatural anointing for intelligence, uh, for financial intelligence. How do you dominate financially? Um, this is a long read. I don't want to bore us with it, but write down Matthew 25, 14 to 30. Matthew 25, 14 to 30 talks about the parable of the talents. Uh, Genesis 1, 26. It says, God blessed man, saying, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Subdue it. Other version says, have dominion on it. So, it is God's willing, it is God's will for us to dominate, to have dominion. So, how do we now dominate in the area of finance? Looking at this parable of the talent, you know, uh, the, the master gives some five, one five, he gave another two, he gave another one, according to their abilities. We are Bible scholars, we know that story. Uh, and the one with five multiplied it, it became ten, the one with two multiplied it, became four, the one with one went to bury it. So what, what do we learn from this? How do you dominate financially from this principle? Number one, identify your needs. Every one of us, everyone here, everyone created on this planet, we all have a gift. So identify your gifts. When you understand, apply that principle of relativity, you may have five gifts, I have one gift. What is the relative to them? You have the gift, you have gifts, I have my own. So when you are identify your gifts, you know that this is me, this is where I function best. In fact, the people that are envious of others or want to be like others, it is, it's the greatest disservice they can do to themselves. It shows that you are telling God, God is stupid. Because there can never be another you. So when you leave, God has said that, my son, you have to sit on this seat. My daughter, sit on this seat. Now this son is, is envious of his daughter. Stands up for his own seat. Wants to be sharing seats with this daughter. What happens? You have left your own seats. Your own space is empty because you want to be like another person. You are struggling for the seat of the other person. So you live your own life unfulfilled. Praise the Lord. So tell your neighbor, identify your gifts. So we, you need to identify your gifts. Where do I function? Where do I fit in? 
When you identify your gift, number two, maximize the moment. The Bible says time and chance happens to them all. Maximize your moment. There are things that will happen. I remember, I don't know if it's a good example though, because maybe a number of us may not be able to relate. But you remember the times that MTN first came to Nigeria? Whereby they, were, they used to sell uh, SIM card 20 something thousand, 11,000 naira. You remember? Eh? Ah, it was to buy SIM. Phone said it was cheaper than the SIM. It was this. To buy SIM was, was ah, some of our fathers, when they bought the SIM, ah, but it looked like a boss SIM. First. You first, you first drink water that a boss SIM. And there was a guy, <coughs> I heard the story, he bought an MTN SIM worth 1 million naira or so. Then MTN was doing promo, bought it at 11,000 naira there about. A week or so after, MTN increased it to, increased the SIM to 20,000 naira. And he sold, he made, he made 100% profit straight without carrying God. This was 1 million I talked about now. One million was the big money in 1998, It's not like, you no, know, this was one boy that making one million now. One million now, like, I went to one million. But then, like, wow, big boy. Another person heard the same story. <coughs> went to buy, I don't know how much it was. Couple of things together, bam. Glow came. Glow now said zero naira. So MTN had to crash their seat to 100 naira or 200 naira. <laughs> Maximize the moment. Timing is important. Is it time? Should I do this at this time? Imagine someone that bought it for 11,000 and sell it for 200. So, maximize your moments. Know the timing. Then, number three, manufacture what, gave, what God gave to you. Let it go and birth. There is nobody here that doesn't have something God deposited in them. Nobody. So manufacture what God gave to you. Then, number four, market your gifts. This is what Christians don't know how to do. We don't know how to market our gifts. <laughs> we don't know how to sell ourselves. In the name of, I want to be humble. Uh, a number of uh, young Christians, um, some of my protégés, I need to put in their head when they just graduate, when they are going for interview. Don't be humble, dear old. Because we are coming from, and if I, you know, enough I come from student fellowship, whereby when they ask you, how was your result? We give all the glory to God. Uh, what is that? God. Just because you know how to look proud. You are an engineer. It's not pride. I'm an engineer. I studied engineering. I came out with a first class. It's a fact. I came out with two one, a strong two one. I was the best graduating student in my class. But when we because when we go to fellowship, when you're not good, you're the best graduating. You be humble. You go to fellowship. You go and sit at the bar. You don't. You don't think that ah because he's the best graduating student now. He's now proud. But when you get to an interview, the guy on the interview list doesn't know that you are the best graduate today in your class. 
He didn't know, the guy didn't know that you led how many teams to do this thing, to do this. You were, he doesn't know. So, young Christians fail to market themselves in the name of want to be humble. Then unbelievers that can talk. There was, when my father used to uh, work, my father used to work in Coca-Cola, there was a man, I met he introduced me to the man. He said, that man, like you know all these people that do the nature of the shape in one If that guy, I don't know, I've his title, but he's not in engineering, but if he's seen you doing something in engineering, you just make sure he gets there and contribute something. Even if it is you are turning, uh, you are screwing something, you can just help you turn it up and you go to his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> Any sport thing he does, you put it on his LinkedIn profile. And he said, anybody, yes, any so much you know. There was a video that looked like, him, what, what does this guy even know how to do? <laughs> but he has mouth. So he will market himself if he gets a job that we, we are humble, humble and wonderful brethren are struggling to get. Market your gifts. Some of you, you can talk. Some of you, you can plan. There was, there's a guy, one of my friends, uh, my big brother, who used to call him Eto. Eto in Yoruba means, uh, what is Eto in Yoruba? Like organizer. That guy, this just, I'm, just being, I'm just exaggerating, but let me just say, if you are 25 in a place and you have 12 bottles of drinks, that guy will know how to share 12 bottles of drinks and 25 people will be happy. Put him inside of your reception, drinks and food. Everybody will eat, no matter what. It's just like, I do, it just has the, it just, it's just natural at it. Ah! But that guy could have marketed himself as a good planner, administrator. I can plan anything. But he does it in church. When he wants to do anniversary, do anything in church. Ah, give it to brother to share. Ah, he knows how to share. But when he now comes to an interview, you will not be able to say that. So, Christians, we need to market our gifts. Market those giftings that God has given to you. So, four things to dominate financially. Number one is what? Number two, number three, and number four. So, the, the, another fact I want to tell us is that giving is living. If you don't give, let, let, let me, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say some uh, just apologies. If you are eating, if you are eating, you just eat. Monday to Friday for the whole month and you don't pass out. You don't go to the toilet. Shay, they won't carry it to the hospital. Do you understand? What is dialysis that people spend 30,000, how many thousand per week to do? Is to pass out. So you must pass out. As you are taking it, you must pass out. So as you are earning, as you are receiving money, you must give out. Giving is living. If you don't give, you stop, you start dying. So, but we need to be intelligent about what to give, how much to give, and that's what we're going to be focusing on. There are three types of giving. In my own uh, opinion, other people can have other opinions, but in my own opinion, <laughs> there are three types or three cadres or levels of giving. 
Number one, giving upwards. What did I say? Now, giving upwards here, it means give to God, give to your parents, give to your mentors, give to people above you. So we're going to talk about giving to God. I'll come back to that later. But giving to your parents. See, whether your parents are herbalists, eh? it is your duty to give to them. You must. There's a difference between prayer and blessing. Blessings come from fathers. Your parents, even though they are not Christians, they, God has given them, put blessing in their mouth for you. So harvest it. One of the ways to harvest it is give to them. If you are earning 20,000 naira, put your mom, put your dad on a salary. Let them know that monthly, this thing is coming from my son or from my daughter. Let me be sincere with you. You can never, ever, ever fully repay 100% of what the parents have done on you. You can't. How much is school fees now, sir? We, we that we just started. When will the child repay all the school fees you spent? Let's look at school fees alone. Not the day she was, he or she was sick. Not the day you were, they were worried, they didn't sleep all through the night. Not, do you understand? You can never repay 100%. The issue with us, children, is that it is that one day that your mommy offended you. That one time that your daddy beat you, that you remember for life. The day that you had for Christmas clothes and he sent you out of his house. There was one of my sons that uh, uh, were talking and was reporting the father to me that, ah, I'm very sure he has the money and he didn't want to give me. I laughed. <laughs> it's really remains more. You will soon start working. <laughs> you understand that? Do you understand my point? There are times that, in all fairness, our parents may look rich because there's always food on the table. You don't know what he went through to bring that food on the table. And because kids, we only see this one now. I am hungry. That's all. How the hunger gets fulfilled is none of their business. So the one day that daddy said, get out of here, you eat too much. That's what we put in our head. Ah, and I will never, you, you, are, you are doing yourself. So if you have parents and they are still alive, huh, celebrate them more. Give towards your parents. You earn your adverse blessings from their mouth. Make sure it is regular and it is sustainable. Don't, if you are earning 500,000, for instance, don't promise to give your parents 200,000 every month. That may not be sustainable. Yes, if they are doing, maybe they have a function, wedding of your sibling, whatever, you can support them. But make sure it is something sustainable. You are using it to get blessing. Give to your mentors. You need to give to your pastors, your mentors. You use it to sow into, that is sowing into a fatal land. This is the place that this person has got into. I want to surpass this. So giving upwards, give to, you give to God, you give to your parents, 
you give to your mentors. A number of us, we get to, ah, you, you look at someone, ah, this person is richer than me. There's no point giving anything to me. It is not for him to spend. One of my friends sold their car and gave money to a, a, a mentor, like a pastor, and said, Daddy, please don't give this money to the church. I want you to use it to buy something that you need. You shall pay, please. Ah, I like, you get this man. That don't give me because the pastor can say, Oh, trust me something. I do that. No, sir. Please, this money is for you. Buy something that it is you that will eat it. Don't, I want you to, as you are eating it, pray for me. See, mentors or pastors, people that are far above you, people that are going to where you are going, so into their life, is a fatal brother. They've been there. You won't make the mistakes they made. Your, the journey that took them 10 years may take you 5 years or 3 years. So into fatal life. Some of us go into churches that are big, that are fine. What's the point? There's no point giving up in here. Give! You sow into a higher ground. So, number one, you give upwards. Number two, <coughs> you give sideways. You give to your colleagues. Give to people that you are on the same level. Do you understand? You cannot just buy lunch and give to your colleague at work. It's not, it will not kill you. Give to people that are your contemporaries. Uh, there's a story I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I just read, I read the story online uh, that a, a military man, a, maybe a general or a senior uh, army official, fell into a, into a with his uniform. So his, his uh, younger ones uh, now came. They, 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 they put rope inside the hole and started digging him out. Immediately he was coming towards the top and they see his rank. They drop the rope and say, hey, sir, sir. He goes back again. They say, when he get it, they see his rank. Hey, sir, sir. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Junior will not do it. He brought his seniors to come and do it. As, was, as they were pulling him, pulling him, pulling him. He will almost get to the top. He see the rank of his seniors. He drops the rope and says, sir, sir. He goes back. Ah. Okay, what do we do? What's the solution? Go and get my first mate. Go and get my first mate. Now I want to bring his mate. He, he doesn't have to salute his mate. Your mates at times will be the ones to dig you out of the pit. Give to your colleagues. Give to your mates. Give to your contemporaries. At times, at times, they, they are the ones that will drop that rope in a pit and pull you out. That is where the place of friends, good friends, cannot be by friends. It's just like people that, that, in my own opinion, I feel it's childish. I say you should choose between your mother and your wife, or choose between your father and your husband. They are two different people. Their places are. You get my point. Their places are. Or choose between your daughter. It's always telling me to choose between my daughter and my wife now. They are two different people, two different individuals, and they fulfill different roles in our lives. The same thing with friends, colleagues, contemporaries. Contemporaries. If people cannot yab you, I like, 
Yeah, I mean, people that you can, you can be free and just, you know, if you're a general, when you're junior colleagues, you can, there are things that you, you have to compose yourself. When you're with your senior colleagues, ah, humble yourself. But when you're with your mates, you can just go and carry his drink and drink or something. You need, because you need that in life. If you are going high, 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 and everybody is saying yes, sir, to you, yes, sir, to you, till you enter the ditch, they cannot be correct. But you need someone that will tell you that, the best guy, you better open your eyes. I will not open your eyes. This is the thing that you is bad. A father may say that, and you say, okay, I don't just want to. Don't worry, I won't go to him. He's my father. But your, your friend, if you don't go, he will come and meet you. Contemporaries, give sideways. And number three, give downwards. Give to the needy, give to those below you. Give to orphans, the less privileged. Now, people that have not really understood the topic of giving, they will tell you, only one, I just give to your mentor. No, don't give to God, give to only to your parents. Or give to one pastor that is above you. Forget the need. Or other people, another extreme will say, don't give all the pastors that are using your money to eat. Give only to the needy. The Bible says, he who gives to the needy, lends unto the Lord. Whatever he gives to them will come back. Although some people have interpreted that to mean that there's no increase in whatever you give to the needy, whatever you give that comes back. But there are other verses that said, when you bless the needy, the Lord will bless you in return. So it's balanced. Don't give, don't do one and ignore the others. That's a balanced giving. And we'll look at it in the in the scriptures. Um, I hope we can do okay, maybe we'll do about 15 more minutes. We'll start tightening. And then uh, wherever we stop today, I wish we can finish tightening today, but we've already spent almost 30 minutes into the sermon. But let's see where we can go. So um, Deuteronomy 8.18 that we read last week says, um, remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you power or ability to make wealth. So and we said that you need power, you need to be able to make wealth. Um, Ecclesiastes 10, 19. Someone else, Ecclesiastes 7, 12. Can you help me? Ecclesiastes 10, 19. Then, Ecclesiastes 7, 12. Ecclesiastes 7 12. Yes, sir. Okay. 7 verse 12. Let us get up early to the vineyards. Let us see if the vine flourish, whether the tender grape appear and the firm tree. No, that's not 7 12. So, Ecclesiastes 7 12. Yeah. Wisdom and money. Yeah. Yes. But only wisdom can save your life. Okay, I love that. If I, I, that's NLT. I won't have that. NLT. Is that. Yes, what version is that? Oh, really? That's not what King James says. King James says, for money is a defense. Ecclesiastes 7 12. Maybe you read another. Is another thing? Oh. Ah. It is well, though. <laughs> if it was a, 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 a electronic copy Bible, they say, hey, 
Antichrist has come. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Yes, and NKJV, yes. Yes. Now, they are comparing wisdom and money. Wisdom is a defense. Money is a defense. In fact, uh, I love that in LT. I actually put it there. Wisdom and money can get you almost anything. You remember the days, those of us who grew up in the Southwest, you remember there is always a story of tortoise. Tortoise is always wise and always like cunning. And you always get anything. That is wisdom. So wisdom can get you anything. The same way money can get you anything. But there is a difference. Wisdom is a bit higher. Because wisdom will protect your life. Wisdom can save your life. So you can have money. If you are not wise about how to handle the money, eh? Yes, that money can buy you anything. <laughs> but if you don't apply wisdom to how to do that money, if you are not wise, if you are not smart, smart in this way is not the smart of Yahweh Yahweh. If you don't have financial intelligence on how to handle that money, you just discover that you are once rich. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Ecclesiastes 10:19. Yes. Yes, sir. A feast is made for laughter. Yeah. And wine makes life merry. Mm-hmm. But money is the answer for everything. Money answers all things. See, the truth is that the Bible says much more about money than eschatology, than any other baptism, than any other thing even the church is so worried about. Either about the management of money, the importance of money. It is hard for you to be a light and salt if you are broken. If the landlord is going to send you out, if you are on eviction notice, it is hard to be light and salt. Am I right? Am I right? So, as Christians, we are the ones that should be the custodian of the wealth. We are the ones. So, because we don't have uh, uh, our fathers in order not to look as if they are looking for money, we've neglected the issue of money management, that they will use church rats as a as a uh, as a language of poverty. <laughs> as poor as church rats. Do you understand? And that is not how it's supposed to be. So let's look at um, <coughs> times. I'll, I'll try and rush through this. Then maybe we can expand it uh, next week. Like we said last week, Titan is systematic, consistent, prepared, and intelligent commitment in giving. Titan is systematic, consistent, prepared, and intelligent commitment in giving. And we said, you don't just pay your tithes as a Christian. Okay, at least to, as members of this church, we pay our tithes first. We don't just pay tithes. There's a difference between paying tithes. Because you can pay tithes and pay it last. 
The issue is we pay it first because we are is an act of worship. We are telling God that I worship you with my income. Now take charge of the remaining ninety percent. Now let's look at the, the in, in theology. There's something called the law of first mention. Where was tithes first mentioned in the Bible? So there are two regimes of tithing in the Bible. So we look at where tithe was first mentioned, and I'll tell you about the two regimes. Uh, maybe we'll, let's we'll stop halfway because I don't want this sermon to be too long. So um, um, Genesis 14, 18 to 20. This was the first time we read about tithe in the Bible. Genesis 14, 18 to 20. Yeah. God fought bread and wine. Yes. And he was the priest of the most high God. Yes. And he blessed him hmm. and said, Blessed be Abraham of the most high, high God, God. Mm-hmm. possessor of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. The same says, I'm blessed with the most high God, mm-hmm. which has delivered thy enemies into thy hand. Yes. And he gave him tithes of all. And he gave him tithes. This is the first place. Tithe was mentioned. Some other professions say a tenth. So tithe is just 10%. It's just because you are, in those days, when you say give me a tithe, it just means 10%. It's not, it's not necessarily a Christian word. You understand? For instance, 10%, 20% is not a Christian word. It's an English word. It's a, it's a normal word. So tithe is just, in the days of the Bible, tithe means 10%. So let's just get that. 10%. Now, the first place tithe was mentioned, or a tent was mentioned in the Bible, is where, where Abraham gave Melchizedek a tithe. But Melchizedek said something, did something, before Abraham gave him a tithe. What did Melchizedek do? He said, just wait, what did Melchizedek do to Abraham? No, before he blessed him. He gave him bread and wine. Do you, do you understand? So, whoever is receiving your tithes under the Abrahamic covenant needs to first have blessed you with bread and wine. Bread and wine this, this time, not necessarily physical bread. But where you are, and that is why I'm of you, I'm, I'm, I always tell people, pay your tithe where you are being fed. So, it, and he said something in verse 19. He said, Blessed be Abraham of God. A number of us know the God of Abraham. We want the blessing of the God of Abraham. But we don't want to know what Abraham of God did. So, Melchizedek did something. Abraham was coming, famished, thirsty from war. He, gave, he first refreshed his soul, gave him bread and wine. Abraham paid a tenth to him. So there are two regimes of tithing in the Old Testament. So the first regime is the elective or Abrahamic tithing. The elective or Abrahamic tithing. In this, in this passage we read, we saw that nobody compelled Abraham to tithe. Nobody begged him to pay his tithes. He just looked at it, he saw that uh, 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 this, he just did it, it was a willing uh, 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 thing. So, it was, 
he made money or he made an increase and he elected to give 10% of it to the priest of God. But the priest gave him something very refreshed his soul first. So under the Abrahamic titan, we tithe as an act of worship. After our souls have been refreshed. I do tell people when I was when I was still, I was not a pastor then. I do tell people it's dangerous for your pastor not to eat from your sweat. It's dangerous. And thank God for the kind of pastors I've had. I mean, I've been with, with quite a number of pastors. My father would go to the mountain, pray for people's jobs, pray for promotion, pray for this. You know, the whole month, he's doing that one, he's doing VG for you, he's doing this one for you. The whole month, he cannot taste from your sweat. Ah. And God is answering that prayer. You are getting the promotion, you are getting, you are not, you are not fired from your office. The Lord is opening doors for you. It is dangerous. So, and it is not to be compelled. It is not to be, uh, you understand, not to be, you are not to be mechanically wind to pay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, um, another example of this Abrahamic or elective titan, because the number of people, the only thing they know about titans is, is what the law says, is a Levitical order. Let's read um, Genesis 28. 20 to 22. <coughs> Genesis 28, 20 to 22. Genesis 28, 20. Yeah. Then Jacob made a vow, mm. saying, If God will be with me, yes. and will watch over me yes. on this journey mm-hmm. I am taking, mm-hmm. and will give me food to eat mm. and clothes to wear. Mm-hmm. 21, yeah. so, so that I return safely mm. to my father's house, mm. then the Lord will be my God. Mm. And this this stone mm-hmm. that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. Mm-hmm. And of all that you and of all that you give me, mm-hmm. I will give you a tent. So Jacob made a vow if God can protect me, provide for me. Because at that time he had nothing on him. He was, you know, bottom pot and what did they call it? He was at the bottom of the ladder. At that time he feared no fall. But he made a vow that if you can protect me, if you can be with me, I will give you a tithe. So under the Abrahamic or the elective titan, we tithe as a form of worship, we tithe as an appreciation of God's provision. God, you are the one that provided this for me. Out of the abundance you've given me, I give you a tenth. We tithe as a form, as an appreciation for protection. Do you understand my point? So that is what is under the Abrahamic titan. There's another regime, the second regime of titan. is titan under the law. And it's so different. That's what we're going to start from next week. I hope we've been blessed today. Have you been blessed today? So I want us to be on our feet and just say a word of prayers. Giving is living. Giving is living. I want us to make a commitment. Set three types of giving. Give upwards, give sideways, and give downwards. That Lord, help me to fulfill this. If you've not been given to your prayers, ask God for forgiveness. 
If you've not been giving to your mentors, people that labor over you, ask not God for forgiveness. If you've not been paying your time, ask God for forgiveness. If you've not been giving to the needy, ask God for forgiveness. Shall we just begin to pray? Begin to pray? Begin to pray? Begin to pray? In the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord. Empower me. 